Playing podcast CMG conversations to mend the gap. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the CMG podcast. It's Marquise here. Um, and this is episode two of season two. Um, as Janice mentioned in episode one of season two, because we're on season two, we're doing things a little bit differently this year, um, partially because of COVID-19 and then also because we are all in different locations. And so, you know, it's kind of difficult to record together when you, you know, aren't physically close in close proximity to each other. So, you know, we're trying some different things this season and, you know, trying out a new format and we hope you all like it. Um, Also, if you haven't listened to Janice's episode that came out last week, make sure you go back and tune into that. Make sure you listen because you got to stay caught up on all of the episodes of the CMG podcast, okay? (laughs) So, as you all know, or if you're new, if you're a new listener, um, this is the CMG podcast, um, and uh, we are here, well, I am here today as an individual, um, to have a conversation to hopefully mend a gap. Um, And so today, I wanted to talk about politics And, you know, I know that's a pretty heavy topic and it's pretty dense and there's a lot to say. um, And everybody has, you know, their own opinions on things. But, you know, I just wanted to share a little bit of mine um, and talk about the recent election and, you know, everything that's been going on and all of the work that, you know, has to be done to, you know, help heal or fix the nation which, you know, obviously isn't a simple fix, but, you know, hey, we're here. So, um, I wanted to start off by saying, if you're like me, <laughs> in any way, this election stressed you out because it was a lot of, like, back and forth, especially with um, how long it took for um, states to have some, the last, like, seven or eight states which were the most important ones um, to have, like, a definitive count um, in terms of votes because of the many methods, the, the many methods that there were this time around um, for voting, whether it be the mail-in vote, the in-person um, day of election day voting or early voting. So there were a lot of methods, a lot of things to keep track of. And so it took you know, a little longer to count. And so during that time, (laughs) it was pretty stressful, you know, being hopeful, um, at least for me, that it leaned towards Joe winning the presidency. Um, And so, you know, that back and forth between states flipping from being red to being blue to being red again (laughs) and watching the count, like it was just all a lot. So at some point I tried to Put myself on a limit and like maybe I checked once a day just to see how it was going, you know, but sometimes not a lot changed in the day. Um, and so it wasn't like, you know, there were drastic changes 
occurring all the time. And so, you know, hopefully you made it through <laughs> this election without stressing yourself too much or, you know, losing too much sleep or being too worried. But I know that this one in particular, um, at least for me, was very impactful and it was a very important election and the way that it turned out um, could affect a lot of people. A lot of people. And for me, it could affect a lot of people that I care about a lot. It could affect the future of a lot of kids that I care about. A lot of, you know, the way that the nation works out plays a role on the lives of the people that live in it. And so this was important. And so it's nice to know (laughs) that Joe was triumphant. We have a new president. He hasn't been sworn in yet. Um, I think his term starts in January. Cannot wait for January. It's it's November. We don't have that much time. We <laughs> we got a month and a half. And then, you know, we starting a new, it's going to be a new day. A new day with Joe. <laughs> and so this is very exciting. Thank the Lord. The orange boy is out. He's not out yet, but he out officially. Um... Even though he refuses, (laughs) he refuses to admit that he didn't win. And that's okay. Like, that's not okay. But it's okay to lose sometimes. Like, it happens. (laughs) But he refuses to admit that he lost. And so even through, like, all of the drama that has occurred as a result of things not going in Trump's favor, the lawsuits demanding them to stop counting votes. Because it's like, these are fraudulent votes. Where did these votes come from? Why is it taking so long? Why are they being counted the day after election? Like there weren't a million different methods in terms of how you could cash your vote. And like that whole thing of, oh, you need to stop counting votes that were cast appropriately. And people exercise their right to vote as they should. Um, But you wanted to say that their vote shouldn't matter, their vote shouldn't count. But I'm happy that those remaining states took their time and counted every vote that was given to them within the time frame before election or by the cutoff time during election day. So that's good. All the votes got counted. And then I think that it's crazy that he wanted people to stop the count in states that he was (laughs) ahead in, but not in all the states, just in the ones that he was winning in. Because at this point, they were his. And then, um, how now he's, he tried, he tried to sue like the Democratic Party, suing the states themselves, because they are committing voter fraud. Like this was just a mess. An absolute mess that nobody could have seen coming. But at this point, the things that this man does is just not surprising. But it's still like, I would have never seen it going this way. And then on top of that, even though it's already been officially determined that he lost, it's, you lost. (laughs) He wants to sue people. He wants to recount. And he's refusing to concede. Like, sir, this man at this point has like 300 points. You didn't win. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
sorry, not sorry, but you didn't win. So now that Joe is in, Joe has officially been determined to be the next president of the United States of America. Thank you. Thank you all for voting, by the way. Can I just say um, what I wanted to talk about in terms of the election was all of the work that we have to get done now <laughs> as a nation, um, on the political side, the things that I think that they need to do or they need to fix. Um, and so I just wanted to talk about that. So one of the things that definitely came to the forefront during um, Trump's presidency was all of the like racial bias, the racism, the um, prejudice, all of that came to the forefront. Everybody was like waving their flags high and, you know, excited to be, <laughs> to be a known racist. Like, I'm ready. I'm wearing my flag. I'm wearing my shirt. You know, like I'm showing racism proudly. That is what people started doing. Um, and not to say that racism wasn't already in this country and living and well, it just was more hidden. And I feel like Trump gave people like the confidence and like the feeling of like, oh, I got a man in office that has the same views as me. So I'm going to be bold and I don't have to hide anymore. Like I can be sexist, racist and all of these things proudly because my president does it. And he's leading by example. And so I'm going to do what I've always been feeling, but it hasn't been socially acceptable to be, you know, to do. But now, you know, we got a little committee. (laughs) There are people, and I can tell that there are people in the world that have the same views as me. So now that there are more of us, at least out in the open, we can, you know, act a fool and do what we want. And so that, like, racism, as we know, already existed. But him being president and him conducting his presidency in the way that he did, it just gave them the confidence and, like, the audacity of these people to behave the way that they do, which I think is wild. And so that's something that, like, definitely has to be remedied. It it has been a problem. It probably will continue to be a problem because I don't know how to exactly like fix it. I don't think there's one fix because of how embedded it is in US history and like US systems and the way that things have been systematically made is gonna take a lot of work obviously to um weed out racism and like racist policies and everything that has built been built on racism because this country was basically built on slavery and racism and like all of the policies tie in to that. And so um I think that one major thing they have to do though is to increase education and definitely Stop hiding America's atrocities because they don't teach you all of the, like, terrible things that have been done in America's history. They show you, at least in history books anyway. I feel like you you learn about 
some of these things in college because in college it's a little bit more free in terms of curriculum um, versus when you're K through 12 is really strict. These textbooks were made, blah, 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 blah. So the access that you have, at least in terms of what you're being taught, is very like strict and outlined in a certain way. And so it doesn't showcase all of the atrocities. It doesn't tell all of the truths of, you know, the flaws, the 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 successes and the downfalls um, in like the full extent. Um, it doesn't display that as it should. And so I think that um, it's very important that, you know, you start educating kids accurately on the history um, about what happened in this country and what has been done and, you know, the good things that have been done, but also the bad ones, the bad things, because that's important for you to understand the basis. And also it's important if you're more educated, you know, you may have a better understanding of differing perspectives and why, you know, certain people feel, you know, however they feel about different topics. Um, I also feel like people need to talk more. Um, but also, once you are grown, if you're already, if you're racist and you're grown, I don't think you can, you can be saved. I don't, I don't know if you can, because it's very hard to change the opinions and beliefs of a grown person. Like when you're a grown ass person, it's very hard to change what you already believe because your views have already been solidified and your brain is a whole lot less moldable um, once you reach a, reach a certain age anyway. So <laughs> you just look for confirmation of your biases out in the world once you have them clearly established. And so I think it's really hard to change adults' opinions because they're kind of stuck in their ways about certain things. So for the old racist people, I don't, I don't, I don't think we can save you. <laughs> Honestly, I don't. I don't know what to do with you all, but you gotta you, you gotta go because you can't keep teaching people to be racist. <sighs> but you know, that's a bigger issue, and it's a lot. It's a lot of work to be done on that side of things. Obviously, it's not a simple simple fix. Um, another thing that I think has to be fixed now that you know we're coming into this new era with Joe Biden. Um, is that all of the things that happened with immigration in the country. And I feel like at some point immigration, earlier in Trump's presidency, immigration was like his really big like front pushing point. He was like, oh, these people, they're, you know, these immigrants, they're still in our jobs and they're messing with the workforce. And you know what I'm saying? Like he made it his like top priority in terms of the way that it was presented to the country. I don't know if that actually is accurate, but that's the way it was perceived by me. Um, And so there were a lot of like immigration policies put into place, the whole building the wall, um, the travel bans that were put in place, um, and all of the different rules on deportation that change, especially with people that were seeking asylum and like, the whole 
craziness that occurred with ICE and ripping, literally ripping families apart and separating them and deporting the parents or, you know, doing that was insane. It really reminded me of what used to happen during slavery um, with a lot of black families when, you know, you may have been with your kids, you may have had your children with whoever, you know, the husband, boyfriend, whoever was at that time. And then just at the drop of a dime, your whole family could be ripped apart just because somebody made a decision that they wanted one of you and not all of you. And so they basically ripped families apart and had them have these kids. When they released the pictures of the conditions of where these kids were and basically big old crates, like gated prison, prison, like this is prison. Like these kids have done nothing and you have them in inhumane conditions, sleeping on mats on the ground. Like they don't even get proper treatment. I thought they were citizens. I thought you cared about citizens. Why, why are these kids getting treated so badly, especially after being ripped away from their families? And I also wonder like if these kids, like if you had siblings, if your siblings are in the same place as you, like do you even know where your siblings are? Obviously you don't know where your parents are. Your parents don't know where you are. But I think that, um, we have to get that remedied. So I hope that a lot of families get to be reunited. And I don't know exactly how you do that. But <laughs> some policies have to change. And these children need to be reunited with their families. Um, another thing that I think is an issue that we have to fix is changing the education policies and funding education has always been an issue um at least in my opinion in the united states just because education is always the first thing to get cut in terms of funding be because it's quote unquote the least important at least that's the way the nation carries education it's like oh we want you to be educated but we're not going to pay the teachers we're not going to have adequate like heat air for students we're not going to have clean water we're not going to have safe transportation to school or consistent transportation like there are things that they could do we're not going to have newer books we're not going to have access to technology and resources for students and so I think that they have to fix a lot of policies um, because I know with the Secretary of Education, Betsy DeVos, um, there were a lot of things done. Um, I know that they really, they reversed a lot of policies that Obama had put in place during his terms um, to help minimize, like, the racial, to address the racial disparities and, like, the school's discipline of students. Um to like to to change the atmosphere and like education systems itself there was a lot of work done 
during Obama's era. And I know that a lot of things were changed when Trump got into office. Not that all of these things were necessarily bad because I don't know every single thing that he did. But I think that (laughs) there's a lot of work to be done once Joe is in office. Um, There's also a lot of work to be done with the LGBTQIAA community and all of the policies that were put into place that took away rights and, you know, even like something as simple as um, transgender, like non-binary bathrooms in schools or in like public places. I know there was like implementation. So, you you know, you would see those things in schools and in restaurants, you know, gender neutrality, gender neutral spaces that were built to um, keep in mind, like the diversity, the fluidity of gender itself. I think that there have been a lot of places a lot of changes made um, to regress um, and take away the progress that was made um, in terms of ensuring that people had access and their like space and privacy was respected, as well as their gender and their you know expression of their gender was respected and accepted in um, all communities, and so. There has to be remedy on that side of things. And then the last thing I wanted to touch on was the climate change. (laughs) Climate change. So (laughs) that's a big issue. And clearly, um, at least for me on the East Coast, um, climate change has been clear as day because it's November and it has been 70 degrees. 70 three seventy four degrees and that's not really winter weather and so clearly I think it's apparent that climate change is real <laughs> but um with the current president or the previous president whose term is about to be up um I think that climate change was neglected um we were the U.S. was removed from the Paris agreement on climate change like all together withdrew And so I think that um, one of the major things that we definitely have to do is get back into that agreement. And I'm sure, well, I'm not sure. I hope Joe Biden does that um, so that we can get back on track or at least get back to working towards making sure that the world continues to exist in the way that it is and it's functional functional and... um, the air quality is still healthy for people's kids. Like, their kids, you want generations to continue. So we have to make sure that we leave them something to to build on. If we're not taking care of the environment and our country and its people, there will be nothing to pass on in the future. So I think that is all of my time today. Um, I want to say thank you all for voting Thank you all for exercising your voice and using your voice to create change um, in your community. Uh, I know a lot of politicians make promises and, you know, during their campaign, they 
promise certain things and, you know, you hope that their positions that were expressed during their campaign runs, that they're actually able to do some of the things that they said and um, make some of the positive changes that, you know, were mentioned, i.e. Joe talking about um, getting rid of some student debt loan forgiveness because I need it. (laughs) But um, hopefully some of the things that he has planned, he actually can put into action and, you know, make some positive change. And hopefully we can begin to rebuild and come back together as a nation, Um, you know, because it's a new day. You know, we got a new president. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you tune in next for this upcoming week because Chelsea will be here next recording her episode. So make sure you tune in um, and I hope you enjoy.